Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with the Tuesday edition of the Stay Cash and Show. We had a monster weekend and we have a monster show. Mike's calling me like, I don't know. I know there's no sound. Uh, what I started to say was we have a huge show today. We fucking destroyed the NFL bets. I think I went nine and one on NFL bets. Our Stay Cash and bets went 13 and four on Friday. We're going to run down the whole MLB slate. We got Constantino coming on to talk about the Dana White Contender Series. Special guest, Francis Marshall, who won a contract in week two and won us a lot of money. We're going to go over everything about his experience winning a UFC contract. And what I started off saying was, let me introduce the best producer in the world, Evan Hand, right? So then I introduce this fucking retard. And the first thing he says, Bill, is what? People in the chat are saying that I deserve a raise. Right. So he starts telling us how he deserves a raise. As no one can fucking hear us on the show, he's telling all of you how he deserves more money. Bill, what do you think? <laughs> so let me introduce the worst producer in the world That's who better. only has technical malfunctions on days when we have special guests. He's faction. He's faction. Anybody yeah. who listens to No Mercy Podcast, I am drafting Evan. <laughs> Dude, you want to know what's funny? Here's how Here's how controlling of the universe Evan is. I was writing a note saying, please hold, Evan is retarded. And my pen died as I started to write retarded. He actually controls action ink in my pen, too. That's me. That's me. I mean, how does it stop? On, look, it stopped on the R for retarded. Stop right there. That's what the faction does. Evan. Do you still do you still want that raise or are we good for um, you? I'm getting fired today, guys. <laughs> you're I'm definitely fired. getting an assistant now. Yeah, you're not getting fired because I love you. Uh, so that'll never happen. And we need someone to make fun of in times like this. So I'll, it's good. I'll take I'll take I'll you take have, the you have, thick, you have thick skin, so your job security is safe. But um anyway, Evan, how you feeling? Feeling a little better? Yeah, a little bit. Just literally the most ironic thing to ever happen ever. The people, the people are saying, give him a raise, give him a raise. And then, yeah. <laughs> so if you're watching this in the first four minutes of this is silent, please hold. I'm going to edit that out afterwards. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so good job. Hey, Bill Rupp, uh, he who keeps getting the uh, DMs for people offering jobs. They want to take Evan's job. I see, I, I see uh, John Benson in the chat said, I'll produce a show for free. I'm fielding all offers. <laughs> but I'm about to be a free agent. No, you, I, you, I got your back. Luckily, this is like the mafia. Once you're in, the only way out is feet first. Uh, Joey Rackets playing Super Mario. Someone in the chat said game over, Super Mario. So uh, Game over as soon as we had no sound. I laughed. Never game over. Never. <laughs> How you doing, Rackets? Good, Tommy G. How you doing? I'm doing great. I fucking went on a nice little bender this weekend. That was fun. Won a bunch of fucking money. And then on Monday, I actually woke up. Uh, Monday is my blackout day. That's my day off. And I woke up and I was like, you know what? Not betting today. Didn't do any research. Just going to fucking lay back, watch Netflix, watch some serial killer shit. And uh, good thing I didn't bet yesterday because I think I would have gone 0-4. So uh, we are live now, ready to fucking rock. Let's get to the goods. Evan Hand, what do we got in the headlines? We got a bunch going on. Yeah. Uh, first things first, after eight months of being dormant, I will be on tomorrow's episode of Cash Daddies. So I just oh, oh, welcome back. Bravo. Welcome back. Yes. All right. So we're looking forward to that. Um, for real sports news, though, we have. I should also mention uh, a special someone from Cash Daddies maybe doing some college football stuff over here with us. So mm -hmm. uh, stay tuned for that. Carry on. Uh, real sports news, though. Jets Twitter 
it was in an absolute meltdown last week. Zach Wilson had a non-contact injury, and oh. the entire Twitter sphere was saying that he tore his ACL. He's done it for the season, but it just came out two to four weeks, bone bruise, and I believe he tore his meniscus. But two to four weeks is the best possible situation there. Uh, given that injury, yes, our whole chat and everyone on the internet was basically just declaring the ACL tear, which uh, would have probably been the worst thing ever for Jet fans. And people like Bill Rupp are like, who cares? You guys suck anyway. We're building for the future. We need another year under our belt of Zach Wilson. Got to see if we can get to 500. That's a big deal. So good thing that he'll be back. He's going to miss the whole fucking preseason. That'll hurt his development. Probably going to suck again. And uh, we'll have to probably wait till midseason to see if he turns it around from last year. Uh, on that same day, Bill Rupp, Tommy G, Evan, I don't even know if you know about this. Tommy G had some bad news. That was a bad day, considering I won a bunch of money, that I almost lost my quarterback on my football team. And I did lose the most important player on the San Diego Padres, who have been destroying the earth, scoring 10 runs a game. I see you smiling, Rackets, you little fuck. And I'm telling everyone, I'm touting the fucking Padres all weekend. And Fernando Tatis, 80 fucking games for PEDs, Bill. Fuck them. Padres. Fuck the Padres. Fuck you. The, Butter said Fraudres last night, and I was laughing about that for oh, a long time. One bad game. He scored 10 runs every game. Rackage, one bad Rackage. game. What is the, what's the purpose of him taking steroids? He, no, he, had, he had ringworm, Bill Rupp. He had ringworm. Already he already has a monster contract, right? He signed until he wants to retire. What's the purpose of it? It doesn't make any sense to me. What's the purpose of him riding a motorcycle in the preseason, fucking hurting himself? Yeah, but they all do that. What's the sense of doing this? It makes no sense. Yeah, because he probably knows he's going to suck Unless it up. Unless he's been doing it his whole career. That's the only thing I could figure. I feel like the Padres knew about this for a while. Yeah, I think I would. By Clevenger's remarks or whoever it was. Was it Clevenger Rackets? Yeah, thinking? Clevenger was pissed at him. Yeah, he's definitely – all these guys are on steroids. It's just a matter of if you're stupid enough to get caught. Uh, on that topic, by the way, Rackets, you mentioned ringworm. If anyone was staying abreast on the Twitter sphere, the funny thing was the, the thing that the anabolic medicine for ringworm that his PR team and him were trying to come out. And I haven't double checked on this, but it was Ravel and a bunch of other people who who posted it. So even though Ravel's an idiot, he does, you know, he is pretty reliable. Um, what they said was the PR PR team rackets looked up like Clostarabol or whatever. And it's actually Clotirosol or whatever that he did. So they actually were talking about the wrong thing. The thing that yep. he got caught with doesn't cure ringworm. Yep. So now he's lying again. In the the two drugs are like two letters apart, like in yeah. the middle of the word. You can't even tell the difference unless you actually like look at it. So his PR team went to fucking find a cover up, found that, and now they got caught lying twice. So my Padres will be without Tatis. This is very sad for our future bet, but uh, we shall see. No, it was amazing. I was. Me and Bill but were having the a great time. You, because it gives me an asterisk. Now I'm in a no-lose situation. If they win it all, I'm a god. And if they don't, I have an excuse. So fuck it. Yeah, point Tommy. Uh, what else we got, E? Uh, if you guys follow our Twitter or Instagram, obviously we posted a graphic of Miles Brennan, who's a former LSU quarterback. He is the finesser of the century. He signed uh, an cool. NIL deal with Raising Cane, Smoothie King, GameCoin, Small Sliders, and Hollingsford, Richardsford. Um... Got a shit ton of money for it, obviously, new NIL deals and stuff. And he just retired. He quit from football yesterday because he's not getting the starting job and he's keeping all of the money because the NIL contracts cannot be performance-based. Right. So the two things with the NIL contracts, they can't be used to lure a player to a school. That's one thing. And the other thing is it can't be performance-based. So he doesn't need to play. <laughs> so he basically just got all that money, isn't starting, is probably just walking away with fucking, I would have said like 50 grand or something. 
But I've just been watching something about this booster from fucking Miami who gave Peck like $800,000 in NIL deals when he came to Miami and Nick Saban's blowing a gasket about it. So, I mean, this kid could have locked in half a million dollars and just said, fuck it, I'm done. I'm never going to make the pros. Let me go fucking live my life and fuck college bitches. Dude just walks away, Ball. takes the money and bounces. It's awesome. I mean, we, we knew there was going to be drama with this, but uh, Bill, any take on that? No, not. No. Did I distract you from your TikTok? Uh, no, I'm actually trying to do uh, find out more on my dinger Tuesday bet. Oh, okay. Narrowing it down. Uh, take your time. Just do that right on the show. Don't do that. I am. This is very important. Yeah, take your time. I am Dinger Tuesday champion. Uh, yeah, take take your time. Don't worry about us over here. Uh, anything else? I, I have nothing to say about it. What do you want me to talk? I don't. I don't want to. I don't have anything to say about it. Do you make me want to make shit up? No, we're paying attention. I am. I don't. I don't have anything to say about what you're talking about. <laughs> Fuck. Next topic E. We scorched Earth on Friday. 13 and 4 plus 9 units. I mean, listen. Yeah, we did good. We're good at we what we do, right? So 13 and 4 on the free picks. My favorite was a uh, a tweet. Uh, someone was saying, you know, post the bets before the games start. Because I went out and fucking posted, you know, my NFL record uh, over the weekend. So then I started to reply to it and I just ignored it. But uh, I'll just talk about myself personally. 14 and 2. Uh, nine and one on stay cash and Friday, and then uh, five and one on NFL free bets over the weekend that I gave out on Twitter. And keep in mind that one was a parlay with Vegas and the Dodgers, and the Dodgers lost. So technically, five and zero oh on all my football only bets. I am locked in to the NFL. That comes Thursday. So on tomorrow's show, I'll be giving out an NFL preseason bet. And uh, make sure you guys stay up to date. Anyone who says there's no edge in the preseason. They're fucking stupid, and we just proved them wrong. So uh, let's stay hot. Want to get to MLB, or we got anything else? Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it. You said something about John Morant rapping. Yeah, this was weird. Did anyone catch this, Rackets? Did you see it when I posted into the Discord? No, I didn't see I anything about nowhere, it. I jumped on uh, to Instagram, and you know how the fucking live button always comes up at the top? You can see who's live, right? So, you know, when you click on it, sometimes, like I accidentally clicked on John Morant's thing. I don't fucking watch anyone's Instagram live. And it was just him pitch black in a car playing hardcore rap music nothing you couldn't see anything and then finally his face came into the camera and you just heard the dude next to him like saying stop stop and john morant was like this dude's threatening to jump out of a moving car right now because he wants me to turn this off and he turned it off so we got about 50 seconds of john morant instagram living drunk probably from the back of a moving car what is wrong with these fucking players like what are you doing like, how can that end well? Whatever that is that's going on there. Nothing came of it. I think I was like one of 5,000 people that saw it because it was up quick and then disappeared. But anyway, if you are a professional athlete, stop Instagram living when you're drunk. Let's get some baseball. First game of the day, Phillies, Reds. We have Gibson on the mound against Zoik. Any interest to your rackets? Um, no. Phillies, but that's too much. No. So I'm not paying that much for Phillies either. Never. Okay. Uh, next game is one of the games that I love today. Uh, San Diego Padres at Miami Marlins. Padres minus 145. Uh, that's too low. So I'm going to take the Padres on a bounce back. I didn't touch them yesterday. That's why they didn't perform because they only performed for me personally. And uh, I didn't touch them yesterday. So they, they took a day off and are coming back today to ball out for me. Uh, Miami's been a bit of a nightmare and a bit of a problem. Low total on this game. I just think the minus 140 is too low. So 
I'm going to go Padres minus 145 on this one. Rackets? Uh, in the words of Butters, the Fraudres, no. You will not call them the Fraudres. That will not be a thing. <laughs> that will not be a thing. They're the fathers. They're the daddy to all of us. So, nah. any interest in this game? I'm going to bet them again. Um, no. More time. Minus 145. Yeah, Bad idea, Bill Rupps. Bad idea. Let's take it. I'm taking it. Uh, Rackets, your boy. Steel on the mound for the Cubs. The Cubbies minus 170 on the road or 165 on the road. When Steel. did we ever think we would see that? Uh, I do. I like the Cubs again today, man. Steel's awesome. Strikes yeah. out guy. It gets high strikeout rate and doesn't give up too much hard contact. Uh, Cubs minus 170 is a little steep, but I'm good with it. If you you can, uh, I think Aber put out the performance double steel strikeouts and the Cubs to win. I like that. Yeah. So let's do uh you can throw this on the sheet. This is Aber's. I'll uh, just steal it from the stay cash. And he's got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight plays involving steel today. So I'll just put it out uh, for him. <clears throat> steel, we could do steel five plus strikeouts minus 160. I like that. You could put that in mind too. I like that too. Five plus minus 160. The five and a half is, I think, plus 100 or something like that. Uh, steel four and a half. Actually, hold on. Hold on. Time out. Uh, no, that's the over four and a half. Vandal has two different lines. Vandal has, so here's what you could do on Vandal. You could take steel over four and a half strikeouts, which is five, minus 158, or one tab below that, you could take five plus for minus 162. Rackets, would you rather lay 158 or 162? I mean, 158. Okay, so the same site is offering you two lines. Uh, choose the better one. So steel over four and a half minus 158. Uh, let's move on to the next game here. Hold on, I just lost my page. The Yankees, Bill Rupp. Yankees, minus 170 versus the Rays with Nasty Nestor on the mound. Can we touch the Yankees, Bill? No. Great. I was I was all over Tampa Bay yesterday, plus 210. Uh, I put that out. Uh, I'm all over them again today, plus 145. That's insane. That's one of my plays. Tampa plus 145. But I do – I am taking uh, that game for my Dinger Tuesday. Mm. Both teams are going to – I have could have a good chance of hitting home runs today. Both pitchers give up home runs. So I'm taking Rizzo because he's on Fanduel. He's plus 440. On other books, he's 310. I will take that 440, Fanduel, and I will make it my Dinger Tuesday bet. Let's go. All right. Bill Rupp is in on my boy, Rizzo, uh, who he was bashing for the first two and a half months of the season. And Fanduel is just – he's – only one, only place really you can get to get a hit is on FanDuel. I've been crushing those. Yesterday I had Choi, who just always gets a hit off fucking Cole like every time. And when me and Rackets were talking about Vanessa's, uh, he's on La Terre. So those two came out to like 101 or whatever. So we cashed that again yesterday, and I'll have another hit parlay today. Yeah, Vanessa's got a hit in the first at bat, too. And yeah. I was I was hoping to God oh, that the he choice. was. Yeah. But uh, I was just hoping that he was because I didn't want you to blame me for your bet. Well, well, it worked out great, and I'm going to hit another one today. All right. I like it. He's been good, man. Dinger Tuesday here. Uh, Zoik for Cincinnati is giving up. I mean, he honestly has only had one start, I think. But uh, gave up two or three home runs in that start. So I'm actually going to go with go with Reese Hoskins for Tommy G. Dinger Tuesday. So I'm going to go Cincinnati is a good park, obviously, to hit in. One of the biggest, if not the biggest, home run parks in America. Good weather. 80 degrees, 9 mile per hour, wind blowing out. Nine and a half total, so there's some runs expected. So let's go Reese Hoskins. Let me just get you the line. Reese Hoskins, two hit a home run, uh, plus 280 on Fandle. 
pretty fast. Yes. I think there's going to be a bunch of homers in that game on both sides. All right. Uh, Rackets, do you know your Dinger Tuesday? You want to wait? Um, I'm deciding between two guys. That's fine. Wait till we go on. For those of you that don't know, Dinger Tuesday is the FanDuel special. Uh, we get $250. I think if you're not a VIP or a higher player, it's what, $50, Rackets, the Dinger? Yeah, I think it's 25 actually. 25 or whatever it is. Yeah, well, 25 to play, and then they give you free, free bets for every homer. Right. So you'll get, if you put $25 on FanDuel on a person to hit a home run in a game, and whether he homers or not, you're going to get $5 back for every homer hit in the game. So as long as there's five homers in your game, you break even. Mm -hmm. If you pick the the right one, like I did last week, you get the home run and you get six home runs during the game. Bell Ralph, he was angry about that when me and you hit and he didn't. He's he's on a mission now. Now he's fucking mad, yeah. Your bill is back. We just motivated your bill so that you get... uh, Yeah, right. Fuckers. Red Sox, Pirates, my Pittsburgh Pirates. I love betting them against fucking uh, teams that are better than them at home. So I'm going to be on Pittsburgh here. Uh, probably sprinkle on the money line, but plus one and a half, minus 130 for the Pirates. Uh, just pretty much do it every time they're home versus a better team. They've had great success. Are we sure the Red Sox are a better team? Um, no. I mean, really, anyone's a better team than Pittsburgh, right? So it's it's not that hard. But, uh, Bill, what are you thinking here on the uh, – Boston. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet Pittsburgh at all. Okay. Uh, I'll win. Bet, I was going to bet anyone. I would bet Boston, but I'm not going to bet Boston. So that line seems weird to me. Yeah, it looks like it looks a little trappy on the Boston. Minus side. 140 only for Boston. Yeah. Something's weird there. Yeah, I'm going the other way. Whenever that something looks trappy, I run the other way. Rackets, you think that's a trap? Mm. I if I'm going to bet it, I would bet the Pirates with you. Okay. All right, so I'm going to take the one and a half just to play it safe. You can take the plus 120, 125, whatever you want there. Uh, who do we start with on this game, Baltimore-Toronto? Uh, Bill. Okay, Bill, what do you think? Um, Baltimore at plus 180? I mean, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh, my man. Definitely. Finally, finally coming over to the dark side. Yeah, I mean, listen, at plus 180, I mean, what are you going to do? You're not going not gonna to take them? That's great money line for that. I mean, I understand the pitching matchup. They've no, actually been really good against Manoa too. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna pass up 180. I mean, let's see. He just pitched against them on the ninth, uh, five innings, eight hits, three earned runs, five strikeouts. So I mean, that's good enough for me. Then he had a great game in July or June. Six innings, one hit, no earned runs, seven Ks. But I'll go off the last outing and because it was last week and as long as they can put up three yard runs they're going to be in that game because toronto doesn't score at all anymore unless they get lucky with some home runs so i will uh i'm on that with you rackets uh baltimore plus 180. yep that's one of my plays um the fanduel's got it at 176 that's what i put it in the article at but uh since july 3rd guys we're talking a month and a half now the orioles are playing 700 baseball 700 i'm not stuttering that's insane they're the best team in the, they're the best team in the american league by a lot um, if they continue this pace through the end of the season, they catch the Yankees and beat them by four games. You know so Which I'm crazy, just throwing right? that out there, man. What's crazy, Rackets, is uh, one that you think they can continue this pace. But two, that uh, if you go to ESPN, here's what's weird. They're ahead of the Red Sox, right? So they're 60 and 55. The Red Sox are 57 and 59. And if you look, and no one's going to follow ESPN's algorithm. They're the dumbest fucking company in the world. But it says POFF, their playoff percentage. They have the Red Sox at a 13% chance of making the playoffs and the Baltimore Orioles at a 4% chance. It's nice, right? 
Oh, explain that to me. <laughs> They're literally four games ahead of them and the hottest team in baseball. And they have the Red Sox with a 9% better chance of making the playoffs. So uh, Insane, dude. Wow. They're, they're still not getting respect, and it's now the middle of August. So we're at the end. We're toward the end of the season. They're still doing it. So Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to lay off this one. I'm going to, if anything, pull the rackets move and hit the Baltimore live. If they get down one nothing, 2 nothing early, I do like Manoa. So I'm going to lay off that, maybe touch it live. Uh, let's go to the next game. Cleveland, Detroit, two teams I don't go anywhere fucking near. Uh, Bill Rupp. Your guardians are in guardians been scoring runs, man. They're doing things you're supposed to be doing. That's it. Producing. Build up analysis. Uh, yeah. Do. I like I like the guardians. Uh lost yesterday. Um, I like them today. I'm gonna be I'm doing them uh not on the money line of I'm gonna be doing something with their team total. So um if I have a team total parlay, I'll let you know. Uh as of right now, I'm just on I'm just on a team total. All right. right. Not taking them to win though. Do they been scoring a lot of runs? I don't have anything for this game. Yeah, I'm off this. I don't touch these two teams. New York Mets playing the Atlanta Braves. They came into Atlanta and just kind of skull fucked them uh, a week or two ago in a big series. Uh, now, 13-1 loss yesterday at the hands of the Atlanta Braves. Maybe this is the time I've been waiting for, so I will hit it regardless. Atlanta Braves minus 140 with Charlie Morton on the mound. I'm going to take that. So I'm going to take the Braves minus 140. Rackets. Mets hurt me pretty bad yesterday. Uh, I didn't even fucking stand a chance in that game. Um, I, I'm probably on the Braves with you. I don't really like Taiwan Walker much, but I'd like to see an inning or two first. Uh, this isn't a game I want to hit uh, pregame. Bill, your Mets. No bet. No bet. Yeah, I think Bill's in the same spot. I mean, if the if the Mets look okay and keep keep it close, um, uh, I would be on the Mets. But I just I can't trust Walker without seeing him. I'll wait for sure, Zander Grom. All right. Kansas City at the Twins. Sonny Gray laying 200 versus Grinky. Uh, I don't know if I could ever lay 200 versus Grinky again just because he's the my most bipolar pitcher on the planet. Um, Bill, any interest in the Twins? No. Who's going to do that? No. No, no, nothing. Hail Central is a disaster. Just, just avoid those games. Keep your Twins. Keep your Indians. Keep your Royals. Keep your tw- everyone else in there. White Sox, all of them. Uh, I'll say, though, is that is – that, um... That kid they brought up, Massey, Michael Massey, mm-hmm. the Royals, fucking awesome. Starting off great. Uh, uh, yeah, he's batting in the five hole. Basement, yeah, he's been fucking great. Yeah, I mean, they got most yeah. of those guys back. I mean, I like that kid Pascantino is pretty good. And Bobby Witt Jr., they have a nice little future, uh, hopefully, you know. Team's coming together a little bit, definitely. Yeah, uh, this kid can play it out the rest of the season like he's doing. You know, it's not going to be bad, so. We'll see. Cardinals minus 245 on Quintana Day, uh, as Rackets refers to it, going against my boy Kyle Freeland, who I never think anyone should lay minus 250 against. Uh, what are you on here, Rackets? Uh, this is a no play for me. It's too much for the Cardinals, and Freeland can deal. So I'm um, not. Nah. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, hasn't had the year. I mean, if you really look at Freeland's split, you guys know I fucking worship Kyle Freeland. Uh, I started him in the FanDuel Live final with hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line. And, uh, He's putting it together a little bit, but then he doesn't, and then he does, and then he doesn't. I he's mean, like it, Bundy. He's a lefty Bundy. Yeah, he, he is. He is. Yeah, it's basically like he's either going to give up five or six runs. It doesn't matter where he is either because he shut out Milwaukee, you know, I think in fucking uh, cores. Like, it doesn't matter where he is. Um, I just don't know, but I can't lay 245 against him, that's for sure. I know St. Louis just beat the shit out of him. St. Louis kills lefties. I think the way I'm going to go here on this, 
I'm uh, probably going to go with some uh, hitter props here. Nolan Arenado's uh, been pretty hot. Goldie's been pretty hot. Uh, I'll give it to the subs at 4deepbets.com. If you're not over there yet, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, what you're waiting for. It's $27 for seven days, really. Uh, but get over there now, 4deepbets.com. Number four, deepbets.com. Uh, I'm going to have some hit stuff for the subs, but nothing here until uh, lineups come out. Bill, anything on this? No, it's too much for the Cardinals. And, and they go by whether Goldschmidt or Arenado does anything. Yeah. Oh, so you look at the game yesterday. They both got they both got a couple runs scored and a hit. The game before, they did nothing and they lost. Yeah. So that's just how it goes. Um, they do destroy lefty to lefties. I've been riding that all season. So I might take a team total uh first five or something like that. I'm looking at when until I see the lineup and Arenado Arenado will be in my hit parlay. Okay. Uh next game, Oakland A's in Texas. Uh my Oakland A's came out the gate hot after the all-star break, and I think they've lost four hundred in a row. So now we're looking at Texas minus one thirty versus the A's who haven't won. Uh, since fucking like July. <laughs> so, uh, what are we looking at here, Raggett? You laying at one thirty with Texas? Mm, nah, no play for me, no. Nothing. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna give this out real quick too for tennis because the line just moved like fifteen cents. Um, I have it at one sixty five. Uh, it's Coco Golf minus one sixty five. It's minus one eighty now, but she's gonna be starting in about fifteen minutes. So, line's moving heavy. It's probably gonna be two hundred by the time it starts. All right. What is that again? Say it again. Coco Golf minus one. It's minus one eighty now, but it was minus one sixty five when I originally put it in. Okay, all right, uh, Bill. Did I already uh, go? To um, what happened? Did I already go to you with this? Texas, Oakland? No, no. Uh, Texas is garbage. Oakland's garbage. Two garbage teams. The kid Sears, he's good though. Yeah, Chad started out pretty well, so I do kind of like him. Um, and I called called it before. You got to say it yesterday on Robin Rackets. You and Ghost were all adamant about Texas, yelling at me, yelling and going nuts at me. Both of you clowns. And I told you, why are they making all these moves? They stink. <laughs> you and Ghost were, they're rebuilding. They're having a good season. They suck. I told you, they shouldn't have made those moves. Eat it, Tommy G, and eat it, Ghost. Spent a quarter of a billion dollars to suck. Yeah. Hey, they're in third place. You guys are arguing me in fucking April and fucking March. They're, they're going to be good, Bill. They're going to make the playoffs. They're great signings. I love it. Yeah, okay. They're going to be garbage. And they're garbage. I mean, listen, I've never heard any. Eat it. You, you literally looked like you were right out of Planet of the Apes right there. Eat it. You're, Eat that you're, loss. You're the fucking third guy from the Eat left. Eat the loss right now. Shut the fuck up. No. Yes, I will. We were wrong. Uh, but they are ahead of the Angels. That's that's a good point there. Little side shot at Rackets. Got to take them off that high hill. Uh, next game is weird, guys. So I'm going to go to you, Rackets, because it's a shady line. Uh, we're about five minutes away. We're going to have Francis Marshall and Constantino come on here and talk some UFC. So let's just wrap up this baseball. This is weird. The Dodgers are an underdog. The Dodgers are plus one, 106 today. Um, listen. Is this a trap? Yes. 100%. Oh, Woodruff it walk right okay. into it anyway? So Woodruff, he hasn't really been great, but they're expecting him to be really good tonight, apparently. I mean, when was the last time you seen the Dodgers as an underdog anywhere? It doesn't matter if it's on the road or well, what. The only thing I just means to me is the Dodgers might be sitting people because we've seen this before. Mm -hmm. um, on a couple games, we're like, why do those line like that? The pitcher's not great. And then 
I think it was the Astros game, Tommy. You said guys are going to be sick. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's usually it was the Astros. This might happen today too. I'm going to say Mookie and somebody else sits maybe. But until the lineup comes out, I'm going to be on the Dodgers unless the lineup is just you know like Freeman and Mookie out or something. Um, but other than that, I'm taking them. If they're all there, I'm on it. I mean, I'm probably just going to hit the over because if they're thinking that the Dodgers are going to lose, I don't think Woodruff's going to shut them down. I don't think anyone's really shutting down this Dodgers team. So I may just text the over. But, yeah, you can't bet on this till the lineups come out. Astros at the White Sox. Uh, Bill, first time since 1949, you said today, that two pitchers with under two ERAs are facing each other this late in the season. It's only happened three times. Three yeah. other times. It's the third. Third time. Dylan Cease, Verlander, what do you like? I mean – you got to like no runs, right? <laughs> but then it, something happens. Like it's hard to get those rackets, like the first four or whatever. They're um, hard to, they're hard to get to. You got to get through that first inning. And then it's usually the fucking, uh, that fourth, that the third or fourth, like whenever the second, the, uh, top of the order is coming up again. It's going to happen. It's going to happen today on this Astros White Sox game. The White Sox are struggling to score anyway. Um, the Astros, you know, they put up runs in bunches. So if they can make it, you know, four innings can last. Uh, I like that play, right? It's no runs through four. Yep. Taking my little SGP. That's okay. I'll let you have it for a little bit. Usually like around 650 plus 650, I think. Yeah. And depending on the game, so you can get them up to a thousand. Um, it's kind of like by my little cheat code through the season. Like um, a lot of these games are going scoreless through four and you're kind of taking – um, the managerial decision of the taking the pitcher out. If he's if he's dealing, he's usually going to deal through four. And if it's even if it's a high pitch count, if he gets pulled in the fifth or something, it doesn't matter to you. So you're getting the, the full the full run of both starting pitchers. That's the way I like to do it. Yeah, well, Verlander and Cease are going to go at least six. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you're going to have I'm gonna, I'm I'm first four no runs. I'm doing that. All right, throw that in the article there. Um, next game, I love the Mariners tonight. Robbie Ray on the hill against the Angels, uh, minus 170. I'm going to take two plays on this. I'm actually going to do the Mariners minus 170. You might, I think this is a team that can win the World Series. We have a World Series prop on them, plus 3,500. Julio Rodriguez back. Ty France is back. Um, you got the whole squad there. They're pretty much fully healthy. Rare. Uh, I think Kyle Lewis is, is still there. I don't know if he'll play today. I don't see him in the projected lineup, but uh, I love the Mariners today, minus 170. And I'm going to do uh, Robbie Ray, seven plus K's and Seattle to win. I've uh, been doing that most of his starts recently. And I think uh, Aber's on his K's too. So that's a good sign. We co-sign that. So uh, Rackets, any interest? Um, I'll be on the Mariners with you. I don't know what I do with the strikeouts or anything, but I like the Mariners tonight. All right, Bill. No, I'm not on that game. Final game before we move over to UFC. San Francisco Giants, Jakob Junis, minus 130 versus the Snakes and, and Kelly, plus 110. Uh, Giants look to be piecing it together of late, going on a four or five game winning streak. Uh, I think they've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of their last nine. Um, I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm not convinced yet. You're going to need more than eight good games to come off that fucking disastrous collapse that they had for a month and a half. But I am leaning Giants here. Put it that way. Rackets. Uh, Christian Walker's too hot, man. I, uh, he was one of my guys I was thinking about for the dinger. I'm actually going to go with, uh, Mount Castle, uh, against Manoa, but, um, both of those guys are, uh, uh, they're good for dinger Tuesday, uh, Christian Walker and Ryan Mount Castle. All right. Is that what your dinger? Yeah. Mount Castle. All right. Let's just find the odds on that. So yep. uh, yeah, nothing, nothing for me. Bill, nothing on this one. Nope. All right, cool. 
we are good then. Bring me Constantino, Mr. Evan Hand. We got Mount Castle's plus 420, so that works. Let's go. How about me, by the way? I said 245. We're going to switch to UFC. Bang. 245. With, with some minor technical difficulties to start the show. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, uh. Con man in the building. What Look up? at that What's stud. Up? Look at him. I'll let How you stick by the rackets before you come on. You guys never get to do the uh, the uh, the high five, tag each other in. So. Yeah, well, you're playing video games. I love that. I used to love that game. <laughs> I, is it true I'm going to be the featured guest on Constantino Rackets and Rupp tonight? Yes, you absolutely will. UFC breakdown at the end? Yeah. Yep. Oh, he left. Or, or yeah, that shows what Bill thinks about it. Oh, come on. Rupp, rupp the rackets. Rupp the rackets. Rupp the rackets. But he, he was eating a peach last week and doing Dinger Tuesday today. So I mean, I don't know if it's considered a featured guest or is it considered a post-show after the show's done. No, nah, he's the featured guest. Featured guest. All right, we're gonna yeah. call it featured My guest. Co signed by Joey Rackett. Bill Rupp's <laughs> fucking literally bounced away. Like just left. Just just walked away on you, Constantino. I don't know how you feel about All that. All right, I'm tagging Mike in. All right, Rackets. Talk to you later. soon. Later, bro. Mikey, stay hot. Contender series today. I think you I mean, what did you you're just on fire every week? Just yeah, yeah, we're up pretty good. You know, um last week. Technically, on the sides, we went 5-0, and oh, um, but we lost one bet, which was an inside-the-distance bet, which um, cost us our full fight card parlay because I got a little greedy and put the inside-the-distance in the full fight parlay, but the sides went 5-0. and oh. um, We cashed again. That's three weeks in a row we profited. We're up uh, just over 15 units for the three weeks, and we have five more fights tonight, so... Nice. We will get to that right after the interview, Evan. You can bring on uh, Francis if he's available. Uh Mike, what what has it been with the contender series? Actually, France, look at look at Marshall. Look at this from a golf course or some sort of. It's beautiful. I are you pops right in with no technical difficulties. That's one of the first ever. Nice, welcome, welcome. So first thing we're gonna do here, uh, Francis Marshall, week two contract winner on Dana White's contender series. One of the best fights I've ever seen in the contender series. So props to you for that. Before we start. We got to settle some shit here because there's some Twitter drama, which is your fucking handle on Twitter. There's a fraud masquerading at you who's built a brand off you. I know. They've got about 1,500 followers now. They stole my fuck? <laughs> Changed their name and everything. All right. So which is your handle officially? Because our boy Dawkins, who was on here uh, a couple weeks ago, got fooled too. So at least it wasn't. Oh, yeah. By, uh, it's uh, at Fran Marshall MMA. All right, Fran Marshall, F A F R A N Marshall M M A, and you yeah. don't know the other handle, right? I don't know the other one. I think they All just right. came and tried to get uh steal the credit. All right, France is a Jersey boy like us, so go troll the shit out of that other one. And anytime you see that guy tweet, make sure to send him to the right one. So, uh, so Francis, let's start off with the uh, the basically what you went through going. You've been in a lot of big fights. I know you fought, and I believe Ring of Combat with uh, Neglia and all that. So you've had some big fights before. You've had some dominant fights. You've had a lot of deep fights. What was your feeling going into the fight? And then basically with Dana walking in the locker room, what was that all like going to step on a stage like this? Um, It was definitely different. I mean, it's a bigger stage. You have people from like all over the world basically watching you now. So it's definitely a bigger step in the right direction. Um, so just compared to even Ring of Combat, it was bigger because, you know, you still have people buying the pay-per-view for like Ring of Combat and those kind of events. But uh, now, I mean, everyone who has ESPN or is a fight fan is, is watching you. So it was uh, it was a good experience for that. And then Dana coming into the locker room, he kind of uh, gave us a little pep talk. Nothing crazy, though. He wasn't like uh, 
trying to tell us to go out there and just swing for the fence and, and look for crazy finishes. It was kind of more just reminding us why we're there, why we're some of like the, the best unsigned UFC fighters uh, on the regional circuit. So he just wanted to get uh, get some better fights in the week before. Yeah, and you guys came through. <clears throat> before I kick the mic, I just got one more question for you. As far as, I mean, what's that like? I mean, you're a guy who tries for the finish every time you step in the ring anyway. So I'm sure it fits your style more than anything else but coming off the week before where there was one contract given out the pressure to finish does that change the way you approach the fight than what you normally would knowing and that that's an important factor to get the contract um it didn't really change it much for me i mean i always go in i'm, I'm trying to beat the guy up and then look for the finish i'm not trying to drag it out or just kind of the whole lay and pray thing so for me the finish is always in my mind and then even though he was he was real pissed and telling everyone to come in uh get off, like, come in and, and show us why you're here. I still kind of stuck to the game plan. I wasn't going to let any of that extra pressure or stuff trying to affect me, kind of, and just stick to my game plan and, and do what I do best. And Constantino, you got a lot of experience, obviously, cornering thousands of, thousands of fighters. I think you're actually uh, pretty friendly with a lot of the guys out of Francis's camp. But he won us a lot of money on your play, Mike. So first, uh, thank you, Francis, for Mike putting you out. But take it, Mike. Yeah, no, Francis, we bet on you, and uh, for a good reason. First and foremost, congratulations. It was an unbelievable performance, and I know how you feel about not getting the finish, but it's a testament to your skill and your performance, how Dana still signed you, right? So talking about the numbers, I mean, you landed 110 significant strikes versus 74 of your opponent, who was absolutely no slouch. Um, Fr Francis's opponent was an undefeated 5-0 with five finishes, also a tough Northeast-type guy, and you put on a clinic. Like I said, 110 to 74, you got six takedowns. Um, you almost finished them a couple times. You had great cardio. Um, you showed off all the skills, and obviously it registered with Dana for him to um, to sign you off it. So first and foremost, congratulations on that win. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, Francis, it sounds to me like also – um, you're a lifelong martial artist, right? You're only 23 years old. I heard you began training at 12 or 13 years old, which is really impressive. And you're blessed to be with an unbelievable coach and mentor in Kurt Pellegrino. So I know you notice because you're with him, but Kurt is a legend, literally in the sport, especially here in New Jersey. Uh, Tommy, and for you guys that don't know Kurt yet, you know, I believe you may have 13 fights in the UFC, Kurt, fought Nate Diaz, uh, multiple champion, ring of combat all over the place, decorated black belt, wrestler, you name it, but great guy, great coach. And he really took a liking to you. And I, I noticed that earlier in your career here on the New Jersey scene, Nobody wanted to fight you, right? Um, and then you went through a lot to get some fights, even going to Mississippi and Louisiana as an amateur. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so we started – we went down to um, Louisiana for my – I think it was my fourth amateur fight. And it was kind of – they also had the the pro rules down there as the amateurs. So there was like a ground and pound, no shin guards. It was just no elbows. So it was really just basically the same as a pro fight. And then – I think Kurt wanted to get me down there also to get used to the the traveling and the fighting and the cutting weight while you're traveling and then fighting and just the whole uh, whole thing you go through like when you get to the UFC. That must have been good good experience, especially going into the UFC and having to weight cut on the road like that, like you mentioned. And um, your your performance, like I said, was spectacular. What about your martial arts background? I understand you have a little bit of wrestling, and I I heard very early 13 years old i believe training in the martial arts what style did you start in and then how did it evolve you know into the mma career uh i started with jujitsu when i was 13 I, I came into the gym and signed up for for jujitsu classes 
And then uh, probably about six months later, I'd say, I think I got a little bit into the kickboxing. And then from there, it was uh, it was taught by George Sullivan, the Kirk coach him too. He fought in the UFC. I know but George very well, yeah. Yeah, and he was fighting down for CFFC in Atlantic City. So we would go down there and watch the guys fight and watch George fight. And I was like, oh, this is something I want to get into. So uh, eventually it kind of just transitioned into MMA. George has some hard leg kicks, doesn't he? <laughs> I think we got it here. Bill, what do you got? Bill, you got a question for Francis? So you're a fireman, right, bud? Uh, yeah, yep, up in Jersey City. Awesome. You do that full-time? Full-time, yep. Yeah, I did that for like three years, and then I went to be a, a jail jail guard. Oh, okay. So were you going to continue to do that well, now that you're in the UFC or what? How's that going? Uh, yeah, so the schedule kind of works out pretty well. We, we do uh, 24 hours on and then 72 off, so I got a lot of time to – to train when I'm not at work. So I think right now the balance is working pretty good for me. I'm just going to stick with it. Awesome. Yeah. Another question uh, tied to the fire thing. Uh, first of all, I lived in Jersey city for five years. So we probably ran into each other at some point, but actually Mike, he was probably like 10. He's probably in middle school. <laughs> when you were living in Jersey city. I forget I'm old as fuck. Yeah. I never saw, it. I probably saw you in a stroller on the street somewhere, but uh, Francis, the, the nickname thing, right? So I, I'm pretty good at reading people, right? And you're a Jersey, <clears throat> you're a Jersey boy. So I could usually relate better to the guys from the East Coast. When they mention the fire as your nickname, right? Like they forced that shit down your throat and your reaction was kind of like, I mean, yeah, it's cool. So be honest. Is that a nickname you want? Is that the official nickname? And we won't tell anyone except the thousand people that watch this. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's on the internet now, so I think it kind of stuck. So I think I'm just uh, – it's there. Can't, uh, can't change I mean, it. It's a good nickname. Do you not like – what don't you like about it? Put it that way. Um, I don't know. I, I never really had a nickname, so I guess I wasn't a nickname guy. But, I mean, Bisbing gave it to me, so I feel like it's like, it just sticks now. I mean, it's a good, it's a good name. I Those mean, are the best, though, when they're given to you and not chosen. Yeah. Not chosen. That's that's kind of it too. There's some, there's some cornball ones. Mike, you got anything else for Francis? I don't want to. Yeah, I want to know. I mean, coming off of this, um, what's the plan? Um, do you want to get back in there fast? Have you been contacted? Is something in the works? Like, what is your feel for this? Um. So yeah, I'd like to get back in there before the end of the year. So I was shooting for something, hopefully November, December. So Kurt's reaching out. He's gonna see what he uh, what's available and what we could get. So hopefully. <laughs> By November or December at the latest, I could get back in there. Good. Good luck. We'll obviously be, uh, be, be rooting for you. Do you know anybody on tonight's card? I see there's a Sarah Longo guy. Um, do you, are you familiar with anybody on tonight's card? Uh, I don't believe so. I don't think so. I didn't even look at it, to be honest. Are you going to be watching? Uh, if it's on when I get home from training, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll watch a couple of them. But I got work tomorrow, so I got to be up a little early. All right. I love it. All right. Well, Francis, we're going to be looking forward to keeping up with you. We'll definitely be betting on you again. And if you're fighting anywhere on the East Coast, here, we'll probably head out to it like we did at the Garden and to the Ring of Combat and all the other ones. But uh, I do want to give you a chance first, before we let you go, to promote any of your sponsors, anyone you're working with, social media handles, anything you want. Take a couple minutes. It's all yours. Uh, shows yours here. Just promote whatever you're working on right now. Uh, my social media, my Instagram's at Francis Marshall one And then the Twitter, we had that whole debacle with the fake account. So that's just at Fran Marshall MMA. And then um, just a thank you to all my training partners and coaches that, that helped me get to where I am now. It's been a huge help. And then just all the sponsors I had when I was fighting regionally that, that helped me out. Um, 
with cost of training and, and nutrition and everything like that. So just a thank you to everyone. It's been a, a huge help. Awesome. Well, honestly, you seem like a really good kid. We're biased because you're a Jersey boy with us, but uh, that fight was awesome. Uh, I thought the non-finish was even better because it showed your resilience and toughness and 99 guys out of 100 would have gone down in that first round when you were attacking. So we'll be looking forward to watching more of your stuff. <clears throat> Hopefully having you on here again, too, before your next fight. But I uh, appreciate you coming on, brother, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Be good, bro. Thanks, Francis. Have a good one. All right. All right. That's, that always sucks with the uh, Twitter handle thing, Mike, because we we had that with No Mercy Plus. There was a fake one that jumped out ahead of us, and it's going out. Uh, we this, one, this one's interesting, though, too, because if you think about it, Francis just came on the scene as a prominent UFC fighter, but that's been going on even prior. So right. somebody has an agenda, right? That's what it always comes down to on Twitter when 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 the trolls get out. But uh, it's interesting that they were able to build the following like that. Or he, Francis said they switched the name. So yeah, I know you got the, all the tricks with the Wayback Machine and all that, but it would be amazing if we could crack the case for Francis. I mean, if there's anyone who can get to it, it's me. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That would uh, be a nice gift. I'm going to dig on it because I think initially, unless it's one of the other ones, um, initially I think it was some chubby kid in the picture. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go dig on this. So whoever you are, fake Francis. How did you find that? You already knew that. I, I mean, I started it the day that the fight came out because I was going to congratulate him on Twitter. Oh, okay. And I was going to send out a tweet and I couldn't figure out which one it was. So obviously everyone thinks it's the one with the bigger following, but that yeah. just means that dude got to That's why up. people are starting to follow that account. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? So once you get that jump, everyone just assumes that's you. So yeah. uh, I will get to the bottom of it. I promise you that. I know. I believe you. Bottom of this rabbit hole. But uh, all right, Mikey, so let's talk about the card today. Uh, what are we looking at? How many plays are you going to have out for the subscribers? And how many are you going to give out here? I'm going to give one here. Um, there's five fights. And I'm on, I think, about three of them right now. And some multiple variations of them. But um, I guess let's just uh, we'll go one to five on the card. And then at the end, I'll tell you my, my official bet for, for the show today. But the opening fight. That's what I asked Francis if you happen to know anybody. We have Nazim uh, Sajikov fighting out of um, Law MMA, which is Ray Longo and Chris Weidman. Um, you know he's going to be tough. You know he's going to be in shape. He's more of a kickboxer, and he's fighting a guy named Ahmad Suhail Hazanzada, who is 8-1, and one, and I failed to mention Nazim is 6-1. and one, But I, I think that this is going to be more of a striking-based affair. Ahmad is 8-1. and one. He has seven of eight finishes, but he's the bigger man here. I, I think he's a little more technical. It's hard for me to bet against the Cerro Longo guy. Um, as of right now, I'm kind of like a little bit of a pass on this fight. I'm still digging deep into my my process. I like to really look the day of and speak to some people that are close to the fighters, check you know, my normal process. But um, second fight is another interesting one. It's more of a lower level uh, women's MMA fight. But Haley Cohen uh, is six and two. And it's somebody I've been watching for a very long time as a friend. Brian Butler at Sucker Punch Management manages her. And we were working together the day I believe he signed her. And she was a former D1 gymnast, very athletic, very tough, very, you know, in shape. She struggled a little bit in her martial arts career. She seems to have some problems on the ground positionally and has been submitted a couple times. She's fighting uh, a girl named Claudia Lechi from Brazil, who's eight and two, and she has five finishes. Only one submission, though, which is interesting. So uh, I think Haley can body her a little bit, but she does have to watch out for the submission. Um, so it's an interesting second fight. 
And then we go into the third fight, and um, this is where I'm going to give the bet here on the show. There's a fight. We have an undefeated 10-0 Jack Cartwright, and he's facing Jose No Way, No Way Jose Johnson, who's 14-7. and So you see that right off the bat. Most people might tend to go to that 10-0 fighter um, from England. And Jose Johnson is someone who's pretty tough. You know, he had a shot at the Contender Series before, lost. He, he, he fought in front of Dana at looking for a fight and won and didn't get signed. He beat some good competition. He's very long. He's very lean. The line sits around a pick him. And on Caesars, you could actually get plus 110 on it. Um, right now as I'm looking at it live. So you have to line shot. But I like Jose Johnson here to use his length, defend the takedowns, and put it on Cartwright a little bit. Um, the next fight, which is the co-feature, is Claudio Hibero, 9-2 from Brazil, fighting Ivan Valenzuela from Mexico with a record of 8-1. and one. And this is also near a pick -em. I'm leaning Valenzuela here, nicknamed Bam Bam, 6 foot 2 um, Claudio Barro is powerful. Just picture all everything very fast, you know, nine and two, eight knockouts out of the nine, but he tends to gas if he doesn't get that quick knockout. And I think that the size of Valenzuela might be able to stave him off and pick him apart a little bit. Um, and then we have right into the featured fight. Now this is an interesting fight too. Thomas Paul, 11 and three. Thomas Paul is deaf. And for years he's been calling out Conor McGregor. Um, and telling Dana White he has to sign him to the UFC, very powerful. As mentioned, 11-3, and three, never seen the judges' scorecards. All 11 wins by knockout, and he's been finished in three of his losses. And then what makes this also interesting is he's fighting a guy named Esteban Rebovix, gringo. He's 10-0, all 10 finishes. So I don't expect this one to see the judges' scorecards, but gringo over here is training with uh, Sanford MMA, He's got really good training partners. He looks good. And from what I've heard, he is doing well down there. Luke Rockhold, Gilbert Burns, Kevin Lee. I mean, all the who's who. And he's been really sharpening up his game by coming here and training American-based at Sanford MMA. So that main event is going to be fireworks. And it's going to be fun for as long as it lasts. All right, Mikey, with the full rundown. There we go. Like it. Yep, so uh, one official bet. One official no bet on either Jose, Jose Johnson. No Way Johnson. Yep. And then uh you and will, we will have more. Yeah. We will definitely have more. We know on that. Rupp and Rackets, uh when I'm brought in as the featured gift, uh featured guest. Featured gift. He's calling himself a gift now. Oh, look at me. Nice. Up. What is it? Hello. Bill does not pay attention the whole show, Mike. Well, it's Dinger Tuesday. Yeah, the whole show he doesn't. He's care. the defending champ. Yeah, he's just totally mailed it in. He just doesn't care. He just fucking you see the top of his Yankee hat. That's it. He walked away when you came on. I mean, he I, know. I said he won't look at me. I think it's me. Is he afraid of you? No, of course not. <laughs> Bill, would you like to promote Rep and Rackets today? 530 in Discord. That's it. Way to do it, Bill. All right, Mikey. We'll talk to you in the Discord. 6 p.m. after Rep and Rackets. Mike Cutstein will be on there doing his Dana White Consender Series breakdown for the subscribers only. And uh, I'll definitely find... 15 more questions from Mike that'll lead to four more plus 500s on this card that we'll throw out there. Too. Let's go. Mikey Let's stay hot. Dana White Contender Series. And thank you to Kurt Pellegrino for facilitating uh, the fire marshal. And thank you to Francis for coming on. And we're going to continue to bring on some fun guests. Awesome. Good job, Mikey. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see hey, you later. Stay right. cash. Yep. So, uh, Bill Rupp, how are you feeling? Fine. Yourself? I mean, I'm good. I'm ready to go. How about you? Go where? Go do other shit and shut this down. Come on, I already do. I'm already there. <laughs>
All right, Bill Rupp, final words. Shut this shit down. Shut this shit. They shut his mother down. Evan Hand. See you tomorrow, boys. See you tomorrow. All right. I will wrap it up. We're going to do it again tomorrow? What? We're going to do this again tomorrow? Like you did it today. Literally, the only difference is you, you literally sat there on your phone. How much more of Bill Rupp do they need? Uh, the people need more. Bill Rupp is on No Mercy. God damn it. I'm no on No Mercy Plus, No Mercy. I'm fucking everywhere. He's everywhere. He's, everywhere. He's, he's getting worn out. He's learning to live the life of Tommy G. Now you're seeing the fucking stamina that the champion has. You're going to have to schedule a blackout day, Bill, like me. You're going to need a full blackout day to stay fresh. I need, like, some type of vocal, like. I mean, listen, I had a, I had a, a vocal issue before No Mercy uh, Plus Sunday night. I rose like the phoenix. Uh, some people are saying it's comparable to Jesus' rise uh, from the dead. But uh, I don't agree with that. I just want to make that on record. I think that's a little extreme, but uh was very impressive by me, and I'd like to congratulate myself. For Joey Rackets, Evan Hand, Bill Rupp, Mike Constantino, and Francis the Fire Marshal, I am Tommy G. Get over to 4deepbets.com, number 4deepbets.com. Skullfuck the universe gambling. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. Let's go!